This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Wallace dips inside and hits. Hello and welcome to the Wednesday Till I Die podcast, uh, another interview for you all this evening. I'm James Mappin and with me today as always is Liam Russell and Giles Cook. Uh, Giles, um, you've played with this uh, this player during your time at Wednesday, uh, what what was he like? Um, uh, where do I start? Okay, <laughs> unbelievable crossing ability, but slower than my granddad. <laughs> <laughs> quality, quality. Now he's uh, he's played for Rotherham, Preston, Offence, Scunthorpe, Berry, and of course Sheffield Wednesday. Born in Sheffield, lives in Sheffield, and is a Wednesdayite as well. It's Chris Sedgwick, everyone. Chris, how are you going, mate? You all right. I'm good, thanks, guys. How are you? All uh, all good. Uh, now uh, we normally start at the beginning, but I'm going to start at the end this uh, this week. Um, obviously, since you've since you've retired, what what you uh, what you been up to, Chris? So since I, I retired in 2015, uh, left Berry, we, we got promoted and I was going to retire at that point and then they offered me a coaching role. So I was first team coach for two years. Um, ended up getting the sack when Lee Clark came in. At that point, I'd already kind of done all my financial advisor exams and, and things like that. So we, we set up like, like a, a wealth management company, which has been going four years now so it's uh very different so you're so you're pen pusher is that what you're saying now you're... Of, yeah pretty much <laughs> i am sat behind the desk a lot so <laughs> like going out and seeing people and uh having meetings things like that but yeah there is a lot of you're things. never at your desk i always see you driving no. up and down ecky road <laughs> <laughs> Wealth, ma- wealth yeah, management meetings mate coffees and that you know <laughs> well, wealth management so wealth management. So Giles, you're not one of his clients, then, are you, mate? I am. <laughs> I, I'm definitely not. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not either. No. Uh, <laughs> now, um, so you said you went to coach. You didn't didn't fancy carrying that on. Re- really enjoyed it. I mean, I, I did two years. I, I worked with David Flickcroft and uh, Ben Fletcher at Berry. Uh, we had a really set of lads. We were training at Carrington, Man City base, and really enjoyed it. And then Lee Clark kind of came in. And we had six months under Lee and then it happens he brought his own kind of guys in and then I had a bit of a decision to make at that point whether I wanted to kind of see it and move around the country I, I had a few little sniffs of moving on but we're at a point where I really want to be moving around the country again as you do as a player and you know there's no stability you could be sacked after a few months and I just thought you know I've got a chance to kind of make another from yourself as it be so I decided to kind of make that plunge and it, and it is it's a nerve-wracking time because you've been in a bubble for a long time inside football to step out of that bubble is it is scary you know but then you realize there is a 
there is another world out there that you've probably never known before. Yeah, well, you, you look like you look like you keep yourself in in reasonable shape, anyway. I still enjoy kind of running and training and things like that. You know, it's uh, when I'm like cocky with them spare tires, you know. When you packed it in, then was it a bit of a shock? Then you know to go from training no. like every day to to not or we're ready to pack in. Do you know, I got to I was thirty five. Me, me, we're in bits, you know. It were it were time, you know. I, I knew it was time. I weren't kind of one of these who who were kind of drag it on. I knew I knew I'd kind of come to end it, but I, I could have probably nicked another year or two, kind of. But I wouldn't be I'd been just playing it really, you know. It, but I decided to take that step, and and that coaching role it kind of bridged that gap a bit. So you're still getting your kind of fix of out on training ground every day. It weren't like it just comes under a cliff and fell off. It were you're still getting that early dose of being in and about lads. And it's nice as that first team coach because you don't have to upset anybody. You don't have to fall out with anybody. You're not telling anybody the drop. You can be everyone's kind of mate. Yeah, you should be playing this week. I tell them you should be playing. And, you know, it, it's a good role. You know, I'd have played you. I wouldn't have made you so. And you can, you can do all that. And I really enjoyed it. You know, it, it was good. But um, like I said, it didn't enjoy it enough to be kind of a talky for, you know, three months and things like that. So, yeah, it, it, it went right. And I still enjoy coaching, you know. I, I coach the lads' junior team and things like that. And, and it might become a time where I, I do decide to get back in at academy level or something like that. But I'm, I'm just kind of not, not ready at that minute. I was just about to ask you then, when was the last time you, you kicked a ball in anger then? Oof, I played a, played a testimonial at Rotherham before lockdown, I think, and couldn't move for about five days after. Because, <laughs> <laughs> right, well, let's let's start like at the at the beginning of your career. Then, so obviously, you know, born in Sheffield. I'm right in saying you are a big Wednesday night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you so, did you go to games then as you as you were a kid? Who were players yeah. that were kind of watching at the time then? Yeah, on the way. Our first game were Oxford, 1987 uh, on a Tuesday night. It were a nil-nil draw actually. Yeah, that was kind of first time I went and. It was from then on, you know, watching. Lee Chapman were first favourite player. And then, obviously, watching through eras as, as you go on. I probably watched them at, you know, the golden eras that Benny went through. Where you yeah, we, me and Liam missed them, unfortunately. You know, uh, oh, my, you know. my my early memories are when we got relegated out of Premier League. So, when everyone talks about Waddlehurst and people like that, obviously I know yeah. them, but I've never never seen them. But, yeah, they were, they were special players, weren't they? Unbelievable. I think probably my favourite season when he got promoted back into World Division One when um, you know you got your likes of Sheridan and you know Ayers, Palmer, Worthington, all them guys, and, and he got to the uh, final and everything. Unbelievable to watch football they played with Liam. That's kind of that's that kind of era that I really remember. Well, you you started your career at Rotherham, didn't you? Um, obviously. Were you there as a as a kid then in the in their youth setup kind of thing? And, uh, yeah, pretty late really. I, I kind of signed it under fifteen, under sixteen season, and then did like a year as an under sixteen, went straight in, and as a YTS, and a year as a YTS, and then kind of got into the first team at seventeen, pretty early when Ronnie Moore came in. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about that. Um, de- desk just fell apart. <laughs> That's Ronnie under my desk. <laughs> oh, the dog just bit your leg. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, Ronnie kind of came in at that. But I, that first year, it was carnage. They were kind of Danny Vergara had been in charge, Archie Gemmel had been in charge. 
think they were a club in decline. Uh, to be honest, that first, after that first season. What league were you in? Th- Division 3, which is like League 2. Was that, is that where got relegated to Division yeah, 3, which is League 2 now. They've got relegated, that's it. And, and it was just a sh- shambles under Danny Vergara. It was just 11 v 11 every day. Lads had no respect for him at all. It was used to get pulled across from youth teams to go and train. And he didn't want to go across with the first team that were that bad, you know. We got to the end of that season and I were all thinking, I don't really want to go back to pre-season. I kind of completely fell out with it. And Ronnie got the job that were kind of big changeovers and played in a few pre-season friendlies the first team and then kind of offered the contract and that were kind of under it, really. What, what were Ronnie more like? Because he were there throughout your whole time at Rotherham, yeah. weren't he? Like, you know, a bit of a bit of a Rotherham legend, didn't he? Old Ronnie Moore. Yeah, yeah, what, what were you like with you? Brilliant for me, you know, obviously. It gave me a chance at 17 and maybe most most weeks over there kind of thing. It, it was tough at times, you know, and Ronnie was a manager. He wasn't a coach. He didn't do loads of coaching things, but brilliant at signing players and he'd get you organised and you left coaching to other people. But he was just a good manager. Yeah, I mean, one player who we've had on this podcast who were there at Rotherham with you is Guy Branston. Now, he's told us the story of the pound coin trick or the euro trick. Did he ever, have you seen that one with uh, with Guy Branston before? With his nostrils. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, many times. He said he'd done it quite a few few times. It it was a bit of a character in, weren't it? Yeah, Branner were hilarious. He used to, he's a big lad, isn't he? You know, he used to pretend to be a bouncer on that, so... So he'd uh, just go and stand outside of someone and he'd start like telling you've got an earpiece in and start going, looking around and say, put your drink down. And they'd like look at him and go, what have you got? Put your drink down. And they'd like look at him and just grab him and throw him out of a fire engine and go, get out, get out. And come in like laughing. Did it to Ronnie once on a night out. Threw him out of a fire door like and lads were howling. Like, I mean, obviously back then, like, Drinking and what have you. I mean, nowadays, I'm sure it does happen, but obviously not to the not to the scale of what used yeah. to happen then. We're literally like out. I won't say every night, but you know, we're out drinking quite a bit. I think I probably caught the back end of that drinking culture where they were, you know, they go out on a Tuesday night, straight after training, they go out, and then you know, they go out every Saturday without fail, and you know, Sundays and things. Like that. I probably when I went wrong, there were players like. Brian Gale were kind of there at that. Remember Brian Gale who played for Sheffield United and, and all the pros like that? And there were like a few of them were there. And we're very much a culture of, you know, who's you have to train, lads of the straight, some lads of the straight to club. And that slowly kind of eradicated. Like by the time Ronnie had come in like that, we weren't really there anymore. There were, obviously, lads still went out on a Saturday night and things like that. And sports science weren't what it is. Day, but <laughs> yeah, you didn't, you didn't have fact, to wear them uh, them vests with bra and what have you, did you, you, know, could, you back, back could then? Good tell them weren't really bad, just by looking at them, you know, you didn't need a thing on your back to tell you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it, it completely changed. By the kind of time I started to finish it, cultures had completely, completely changed. I mean, what, what were team dynamic like there? Because, I mean, you had a good time at, at Rotherham, didn't you? You know, went from, you know, like I said, Division 3, to Division One, which is now the, the championship in in your time that you were there, what seven seven years were it? You know, two hundred and forty five appearances. Oh, yeah. So I said you must have had some some good times at Rotherham. Some great, honestly, they were great times because we, we were just a bunch of kind of lads. There were no time, Charlie. We were just a group of lads who worked hard for each other, knew value of a team, and we kind of 
what ways. We weren't that pretty to watch sometimes, but we did have some good players, you know, and lads went on to have good careers who were the had like Mike Polly Keeper who went on to play in the league with Wigan Allen League, big striker who were there. You know, I've moved on to Preston and we, we had a, we had a good team. We could, did well. you play with uh, my manager? Did you play with uh, Hursty? Yeah, I played with Hursty, yeah. Did you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah he was a player, Hursty. Really good. He, he, he was one of them where you'd look at him and people thought he's only small, any And I thought they want to bully him and he just used to wrap the life. He, he's seen off some right wingers. He always talks about how good he is in the air and I keep saying to him, God, I'll leave it out, gaffer. He used to be decent. You know, you, you jump and he'd just get a little nudge in midair. Yeah, that's what he always says. You'd end up going under the ball, yeah. This is great, that. Yeah, yeah, really good. Well, obviously, at the time, Rotherham played at Millmore. That were a shit hole, that weren't it, Millmore? Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> He's not going to say yes, is it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> to be fair, if we'd have been, if we'd have been in championship when they had that new stadium we want to stay up like as, as many times as we did because teams just used to turn up and be like what the hell is this They're like an old sauna in the cup West Ham turned up once and, and refused to get changed they changed in an hotel and just turned up in the kit like they were playing the school game <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, we ended up winning 1-0 and, and Rhoda got sacked that what on, no showers or anything they just trotted off in there <laughs> they turned up and went they, they, they literally just put the boot they were like a you're going to your local leisure centre and they're just chucking your boots in. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, they turned up, we beat them 1-0 and they had kind of David James, Phil playing, Eric played, all all these big hitters and we, we beat them 1-0. But they must have been turned up thinking, what the hell is this kind of thing? No, it's an absolute shit hole. <laughs> <laughs> See, told you, told you. Now, obviously, you, you went to Preston North End, um, like reportedly signed for well, just shy of half a million. Like, d- does that play in your mind at all? Because obviously, at the at the time, you you were like one of I'm gonna say the biggest signing at, at Preston. But you know, you were certainly certainly up there. Like, does that does that play in your mind at all when when you as a player? Well, only reason it played on my mind is because I just signed a new contract at that time about three weeks before I went, and the old contract I'd got twenty percent or any transfer fee that into me. <laughs> And they must have known something was coming up because they took that out. So that's the only reason I thought about it, because I didn't have any contract. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the only reason it played on my mind. But no, apart from that, no, there weren't really that much money getting spent at that time. But Preston had spent a bit. They brought kind of me in. They brought a guy called Chigajimangian, who was a Wimbledon big fast striker. Um, brought Dave Nugent in from very underground. So they, they spent a couple of million quid, kind of, uh, and and. and the team because it wasn't a bit of a mess before Billy Davis took it over. But I had fantastic times at Preston and really good managers. Did, did you want to leave Rotherham, or I mean, how did that deal come about, or, or were you kind of kind of happy where you were? I mean, you, well, you just signed the new deal, so I'm I guessing. Just signed a pretty... new deal. I, was, I was devastated when I left because it's all I'd ever known. You know, it were I'm guessing you still live, guessing like still living in Sheffield. Yeah, I still live local. Like all my mates were kind of around me and stuff, and you know. The great sell lads at Rotherham, you know, we were doing all right, but shit would start to hit fan a little bit behind the scenes with and booth with chairman who wanted to pull his money out. So basically we were playing Watford away, uh, and Ronnie pulled me in and said, Listen, we've had bid for you. Um if you don't go I could fall basically. Oh like, Jesus, that's that's a bit of pressure. So, no, no pressure, yeah. <laughs> ended up 
playing for some reason I played against Watford next day. Like, so naive, like you'd think anyone else would think like, if I get injured, this moves off. Or I ended up playing. I ended up, had an absolute nightmare. I remember I took two corners and kicked them straight out of play in the row swingers kids. <laughs> so, hey, don't, hey, don't worry about that because Barry Bannon does that regularly every week. So, <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, I ended up going to Millmore after the game. I had to. Went down to, if you remember no more, you walked right down to some like bottom corner where children's were. All me kind of boots and all my stuff out um, in the room and, and medical records. And I, I remember walking back up and I was just sobbing in tears because I knew it was kind of that rate under an era kind of thing. So I drove up to Preston the next day and then while I was driving up, I beat to him, rang up and said, uh, Neil Warner could rank up from Sheffield United and then accepted their bed. And Tony Pulis from Stoke had rang up, so there were three books to kind of speak to. So I'd already kind of met Billy Davis, gone up to press and decided that I wanted to sign. And, and that right kind of thing, like, Tony Pulis put phone down on me when I rang in to tell him I weren't coming. <laughs> and decisions at times, Stoke went on to get promoted and all that who went got absolutely weighed in and, and he looked after him for years and still taking over in championship. Yeah, I mean, I was just about to ask you who, who were the sign. You said Billy Davis. He, he was quite a big character as well, weren't he? As a yeah. as a manager, what? So intense, it was. It about you for breakfast, cooking. <laughs> uh, you scared to death of it. It was so intense that it was scary, but it were it were brilliant. He had a way of making you want to run through brick walls for it. And he was weird though. He what he said. Got his way. Were really kind of, he wanted to control everything. So, mm. like the portions that you ate, you know, obsessed with people being overweight. So, he used to he used to weigh twice a, a day. So, he'd look at you and go, push your weight. And you'd be like, 80 kilograms. He'd go, you should be 75, right? If you're not 75 <laughs> in two weeks, it's 50 pound a pound every time you're over it. You're like, Jesus. So, the lads doing fat burners in the morning trying to lose weight, bring around. Christ. I'd have, I'd, I've had no chance. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he kind of, do you know, people talk about this high press and doing all this kind of thing. He, he was doing that in 2005 and all these analysts and things. he would pay for it out of his own money. It was so far ahead of his time, it was, it was scary. And I kind of thought I was fit when I went to Preston and miles off. It really was just an hour every day. What were so what his, his pre-seasons like then? We went to Italy and we stayed at um, Verona's train out, out that way and we were, next to this vineyard and honestly were one of the hardest things they were just constant you know we were we just used to run over top teams we just we've got a young fit dynamic team with a few kind of older heads in there like Chris Lachetti and you know O'Neill and Callum Davidson players like that and he just he just knew how to get out of that division or get up to the top end of that division he did it with uh, Preston did it with Darby did it with Forrest and he just kind of knew what needed to be done but I can say it could be hard Hard work. He, he, he knew how people picked, he knew how to kind of get the best out of him. Like, he knew we kind of, I loved going back to Sheffield and I, I liked having a few days off. So, me before a game, I said, Listen, if you give me everything today, we win. I'll see you Thursday. He knew that meant more to me than kind of money or something. I way set up the lads, you know, if you do this, you, I'll get you this. So, he just knew what made people tick and, and kind of played on it. Was he similar to Mego, do you think? Different to Mego. Mego were. Mega were more stick than carrot, weren't he, a lot of the time? Like, it mm. just, it were, run, 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 were, uh, were a bit more cute with it than, than Mega, I'd say. 
Yeah. Now, um, what's this about this wrestling in in hotel rooms that we've uh, that we've heard about during your time at Preston? <laughs> with, with Parker, yeah, he uh, had some horrible roommates. To be fair, Parker was probably the worst one. So you've seen John Parker, haven't you? Horrible creature. Yeah. <laughs> just used to used to come in room and just cloth everything off completely and just lay it. He'd be like hair. He like someone laid in like a hairy suit laid there. And then we used to have a have a wrestle to like we were going to be at rooms. We were going to make teas and things like that. <laughs> in mind, he's probably about three times bigger than me, so we were only one winner usually. But funny bit, we're trying to get him to put his pants on to have this wrestle. He's like, no, I'm all right. I'm, like, I'm not wrestling. So he was he'd be like picking you up and throwing me about, and he used to win. Every, I think he only beat him once when we were wrestling, and you we were like beds are together in the middle of the room, and he fell between middle, and I got him with his legs up and he pinned down, and he couldn't move. Is this literally just you two, or the boys in the room watching? No, just me and him. <laughs> just me and him, a bit of like entertainment on a Friday night. You no know, wanted to give in, so like we finishing you. Faces would be bright red, and you're sweating your tits off, and you're like, "What are we doing? We grow men, and we're wrestling in his underpants." What are you saying? How long would it be going on for? Twenty minutes? Yeah, you used to go, used to go <laughs> ages because no one would give it. It like end up getting me in a choke all the time. I'd have to tap out. But, <laughs> imagine going down in the morning saying, "I can't play. I've, I've hurt my arm or something." Parkinson's throwing me across the room. <laughs> oh, well, so all, all other players are just you know laptops and music on and what have you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah you're having a wrestling room next door. Horrible creature. He's doing his own podcast and stuff now, and some of the stories that come out on it are they quite like to, to put things that I saw. Horrible creature. <laughs> I suppose it makes it entertaining, doesn't it? I suppose. Yeah, we had a laugh, but then he used to look with Dan, and you know, it's like you go down for your breakfast. You run me bitch again last night, made me a cup of tea, run me bath, and the first time I beat him, I, like, I couldn't wait to get down and tell him. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, another manager that uh, that you had at Preston is Alan Irvine. Obviously, I'm, yeah. you know, then um, he obviously went to Wednesday as well. He, he was he was totally different. We, we've uh, had quite a few players talk about Alan Irvine and his approach to uh, to management. It were it, it was totally different, weren't it? Yeah, yeah he were brilliant at Preston, you know. And what a coach, by the way. Like, Without a shadow doubt, best coach that I've ever come across. Uh, Preston, he did really, really well with a group of players. Got us out of relegation zone, and the next season got us into playoffs. And he stopped. I, at that point, you know, West Brom came in for him. A few of the clubs, and he turned it down to stay at Preston. And then, we ended up getting sacked when he was seventh or eighth in the championship when he got sacked. I think that was a bit of a stitch-up job because Trevor Hennings mates with Alex Ferguson. And Aaron Ferguson, Aaron is what owner at the time, and, and then Aaron ended up getting uh, job. Yeah, I mean, what was when you, you know when you're playing regularly for a manager, and he gets a sack like like that, and you know you feel like you're doing you're doing all right. What what's it like as a player? Is it are you thinking like oh shit, like I was, I was playing and I'm, I'm not yeah, going to play next, it, or because like you know totally like, like for example like Billy Davis who bring who brings you in and then and then he gets a sack and you know it, it must be difficult. Billy left to uh, we lost in player final to Stam um, player final and we left just after oh no we stayed another season but to playoffs again and we lost in semi final to Leeds and then he left to Derby which kind of can sometimes understand managers moving on because they're doing better and 
things like that. And he left them. But when Alan left, um, the lads really liked him because we'd done well before, you know, got everybody on board. You know, usually in a dressing room, you've kind of got some, usually if you're playing, you like manager. If you're not, you think he's crap or whatever. But everyone really liked Alan. His training were good. He was a good man. And when he went, everybody were, were gutted. Um, he was so good though when he said you such a good yeah. coach yeah brilliant he probably just needed to be a bit more ruthless to me at times you know well I think it was it was because maybe he was you know majority of his his career should we say he was he was an assistant right yeah so obviously yeah. transitioning into a manager can be quite hard sometimes because he was such a yeah. good coach. yeah definitely. definitely like you said he yeah. was the best coach I've ever had when he lost it kind of you knew he'd lost it didn't you because he went nuts kind of thing. And it, it probably had more an impact because a lot of managers that I've played for, like you, you know, Billy Davis and Gary Megson and Ronnie Moore and people, are, part of you that's a little bit scared of him. And there's a little yeah. bit of you that's, yeah. you know, you're all good managers, you're a little bit scared of. Yeah. I think reality, where, or you didn't want to let him down. It was kind of that, yeah, you're you just didn't really want to let him down, did you, or, or kind of thing. And I think probably Wednesday, that's kind of everyone felt and that, you know, we, we didn't do our part for him kind of thing. Mm. And, that, and probably Wednesday fans either, they didn't see the best of it, you know, in terms of what, what I'd seen at Preston, what Preston fans had seen. Obviously, it was really good. Obviously, it was it were Alan Irvine that, that brought you to Wednesday, didn't yeah. it, in, in, the, uh, in the end. What, you, you signed, what, about a month before before you, Giles? Is that is that right? Yeah, they obviously, both signed. Get, they obviously had to get the big dog first and then they obviously got Sedgy after, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, sure it, I'm sure it was the other way around, weren't it? <laughs> I was thinking, who's this we signed? Estonian, who are they? I've never heard of them. Motherwell, <laughs> they, they come, from, come from Motherwell, and they're like Scottish That's football. All, that, that is all Sedgy well, used to say to me. The whole pre-season, he was like, what club have you come from? Where, where, where have you played? I've never heard of you, mate. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm guess I'm guessing the reason why you came to Wednesday was was because of Alan Irvine and obviously yeah. he, had you, he had you at Preston. And I'm guessing that that happens quite a bit, doesn't it? You know, managers bringing well, in players. Well, funny to me, Alan were in charge of Preston. We're discussing a new contract at Preston, and and he kind of got sacked and everything got. On Backburn and Darren come in. Um, to be fair, I was playing under Fergie and he made it clear he wanted to bring his own people in and he was trying to put wage bill down and get people out and went about it completely wrong way. He started like putting lads in changing rooms on their own and things like that. Um, now, I, I kind of spoke to Alan briefly and kind of said, listen, let it be known that I would have wanted to come to Wednesday kind of thing. Uh, there was a chance. And it, it, it was that time where they didn't know whether they were going to stay in the championship. But when they went down against Palace on that last day, weren't it? Yeah, well, we're not talking about of, that, shall we? Well, <laughs> I kind of let them know that I wanted to come. But at the same time, there was nothing concrete because they didn't know what league they were going to be in and things like that. So I, I nearly went to Barnes like, between, but I got stitched up a tree from Mark Robbins. Um, well, I played with at Rotherham. So nearly went there. What, what what happened then? How did you get stitched up? So he kind of rang me up and said, would you come? Um, and I'm thinking, listen, yeah, it's then we've got a three-year deal for you, kind of similar to money what you're on at Preston. Um, would you come? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll, 
pants it kind of thing. This was kind of before there was anything concrete from Wednesday. He said, but they want in 100 grand for you. Uh, we can't afford to pay it. Like, I've only got like, four months left on my contract or something. So I went to see uh, Emin at the time, uh, Derek Charles. Said, Listen, I've been here, what, six, seven years, played a lot of games, you know, got your value for me. Just let me have a free, let me go, you know, and walk away. So he agreed to it. So I went and ran Mark Robbins up and he's like, yeah, brilliant, across. Got a game tomorrow night, I want you to play. I'm like, right, okay. All my bag, all my line full of booze and stuff, said, see you to all lads. I'm driving across to Barnes then and phone rings and it's uh, Mark Robbins and he's, oh, we've got an issue. Uh, I spoke to Chairman and he wants to do it as a loan at the minute. But we'll definitely, we'll definitely do it as a permanent. No, that contract's still there, but we're going to do it as a loan to start because we want you to play tomorrow night as well. I'm thinking, on a minute, the goalposts are getting changed. So I rang the agent, kind of went through it. He said, Don't do it. I said, No, listen, I trust him. I've played with him. You know, he's, I know him. He won't, he, he won't stitch me up. Kind of thing. He's, he's like, Don't do it. I'm like, No, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. So <laughs> I said, Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I get about 10 miles outside Bones, like the Corbyn's again. Uh, Mark Robbins. Uh, okay. Yeah, I've just spoke to the chairman again. Won't do it as a loan now either. Finding me up. I've, Gone in there, like tell them I, I want to leave and everything, and bring me out to drive. So like, yeah, he's got this court case on. He, he don't want to. So I'm like, right, fine. I phone down to drive back to Preston with my servants with my legs. <laughs> Put all boots back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like, you, you can imagine lads walking back into the dressing room. Guy after that. Oh, here he is. He's gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the shortest move ever, and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, he absolutely stitched me up. So. After that, we're kind of right. I'm good. Yeah. Do so, I'd kind of Wednesday, all the kind of other background I had, kind of right and who were probably were in charge at the time. And they, were, they were playing it with Dean, which I didn't really fancy. We're miles from home. We just had a, another baby. I wanted to be kind of background Sheffield if I could. And then, yeah, Brian, Brian's of, probably furthest you could go away, isn't it, really? Yeah, they, they kind of. Over the really, mother well, like Giles. <laughs> Giles trying to get away from his kids. <laughs> <laughs> Could have, you, were, you were trying to get to India or someone's getting <laughs> um, so yeah it kind of think of Toronto as well that I could have kind of made it and which were all kind of and the deals that we're kind of talking about by the time I come to sign for Wednesday kind of got it, it, they were a bit of a nightmare because it were it was Stratford who were in charge of when I first went and then Howard Wilkinson took over as interim and it was just kind of so End up kind of end up signing a two year instead of a three, and I took less money than what I would have got. But at that point, I weren't bothered. I just said to my agent, Do "Not mess this deal up." I wanted to play for these forever. Do not mess it up, and I'm getting it done. And it, it kind of and then we played Barnsley in pre season. <laughs> so walking down, thinking Mark Robbins comes up, shake my hand, like puts it on there. Went, hey mate, you're right. Hey, this worked out well for you, didn't it? Went, well, no thanks to you. Being up at Motherwell with that idiot. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, you came in, came in Sheffield Wednesday. Then, like, were it? I don't want to say dream come true, but as a as a Wednesday, I you must be like thinking, you know, this is this is it. Yeah, this is what you want. As a kid, I suppose you did want to play for Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah, didn't you? It, it was always something that I kind of wanted to do. You know, um, I, I kind of enjoyed coming back and playing there. You know, it's obviously a big fan base on my family Wednesday nights and. <laughs> Couldn't have turned that opportunity down, you know. It, it didn't probably work out as well as I wanted to, Henry. But 
could never but if I'd not signed and, and took it, I'd have always looked back and thought we should have signed or we should have played, you know. So it probably didn't work out as, as much as I wanted to, but still don't regret signing, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean, what what were Team Dynamic like at the at the time? Because it, it were, were it, it were a complete new new team that we're building, Alan. So he brought a lot in, and he brought lives of me, Clinton, Morrison coming, Gary Steele, Mills, uh, Neil Mellor, Neil yeah. Mellor coming. Obviously, uh, you, you knew Mellor from from your Preston yeah, days, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, who else coming? There were a lot of lads, but Daniel Jones, DJ. Yeah, looking back at it, they were kind of Giles and. And a DJ who came in who were younger and dynamic and restorers. We were all at wrong end of his careers. You know, we were all, I was 38. Um, got Ely with 32, I think. Clint to- Tommy Miller as well. Tommy Miller. Tommy Miller with their wrong side of thing. All lads who had good careers and, you know, being wrong, wrong side of thing. You look back and you think it's time. Yeah, it's, it's a world experience and stuff, but need more lads and like Giles and your DJs and lads like that who, who can run and get about pitch. Do you want a semi ball? Yeah, Semi came in. Semi were a bit younger, weren't they? Semi was semi yeah. you know, but he had a lot of trouble with injuries and things like that. But when you look at that team at that time, we had like Aaron Pearce 30 plus, James O'Connor 30 plus, Tommy Miller 30 plus, me 30 plus, um, Teeley. Teeley, Clinton. Clinton, yeah, you know, you're right. Darren but Potter, another one, yeah. Hefts was there, wasn't he? Hef, again, though, not really a runner, were he? Kind of, and yeah. when came in, made pitch massive. Mm. And when we had the ball, we were okay because we could both teams who could run and were a bit more dynamic than us. We got found out after about 15 games, we were flying at the start, and then we ended up finishing about. It was probably around the time where I got injured, wasn't it, Sergi? Well, you've got, you got a player a month, didn't you, that first month? On fire, wasn't I? I was thinking, who, what did you say? What's the, what, what's the, what was Weaves and Sedgy? What, what, what was the saying you said? I went from Pele to Smele. Pele to Smele. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, taking, I couldn't believe it. We were taking corners right footed, left footed. He were, were driving past people, scoring goals. I'm thinking, who is this kid? And he blew up after about six games and the real jazz folks stood up. <laughs> what were, um, were any like kind of, I want to say rifts, but you know, you, you see sometimes now, like with, in, with teams that you know they sit over there, these sit over there, and there's a bit of a you know a, a divide. Let's say a lot of good lads. To be fair, Wednesday, whether it were a decent dynamic, but I won't, I won't probably say we're most together dressing room cooking. Yeah, there were a, a few, of, a few scraps, weren't there? They were, they were, I've never seen as many fights in my life. Like, me and Johnson used to cause most of Like. <laughs> <laughs> What about the, we we were there when with um JJ and Liera? I can't remember. I don't think bust. you were there, were you, Sedgy? No, I don't think I were. I were there with John Summerborn and Rita Johnson. And Rita. That was the two heavyweights that one. What what were you what were you like when, when all that were kicking off? Were you were like, go on, or were you kinda of like thinking, oh I, shit, this I is this to, is going bad? I used to wait, no, I used to like it. I used to let like, oh, big it is going in split up and then like I'd just throw a little grenade in straight little up. Grenade. So, <laughs> so, uh, you used to when, wind everyone up, said you when Sammy and um, Jonathan Warren Reader had, had like they'd had this fight and Reader had scratched 
John Senegal's face. Catched his face. Marks down his face and, and John Senegal's head had come off. And like, everyone's holding him together, like holding him apart. And Mego sent John Senegal in to kind of calm down. But he sent me in after to follow after him and make sure he's all right. So he's pacing around the restaurant. And I walked in and I said, the leather anyway, Sammy. He's Is that why he went back to get his his So, yeah, so he's, he's he's gone home, and I, I've got showered at the time, and I've come out, and Sammy's in this old Corsa driving around. He's got change. He's got this old t-shirt on, and these old tracksuit tracks bottoms. bottoms. Yeah. Where have you been? Been home to put my fighting gear on. <laughs> <laughs> so. So I'm like, right, and he's like, where's Reader's car? And luckily, Reader had his car in for like an MOT or something or a service, and he walked in that day. He's driving around in this Corsa, ready to just smash straight into Reader's car in this old Corsa. <laughs> At like, that point, were you, th- were you thinking, it's gone a bit far, this, or were you just like thinking, yes, I'm like, this is good, this. I was thinking to myself, I think I wish he's kind of Who did you... Who did you who did you knock around with then in the uh, who, who did you kind of take to at your time at Wednesday? I'm guessing like Nicky Weaver. I used, to, I used to knock around with quite a lot. There were kind of me, Weaves, Tommy Miller, um, Mel's, Mel's, yeah, but Mel's kind of drove in a lot, didn't it? Yeah, I used to have him and, and DJ desperate to get in our little group. <laughs> they used to sit behind like to, to go on away trips and we'd be on bus and like a table here and they used to sit on this table behind and you could see them like nudging each other to like. Sessament to weaves or something. He used to try and piss out weaves, and he just used to win you, you know, like whatever you had for him, couldn't finish him off, could we, you? We tried, we, me and DJ tried to get them every single away trip. And weaves is just, he's so, so quick, so and he, funny, he, he honestly, weaves and said you had us on absolute toast. What, what did he, what did he used to say, like? Did he say when DJ would try hammering one time about money or something? And he said, Listen, son, I am more in warm up than you were in all week. <laughs> 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 they, they had nothing for him. Oh, it was brilliant, though. Honestly, yeah, I, I, we, did. we had a good, we had, we had some good lads at, at the same time, you know. We, we had some good, I mean, we had lads, lads like Stephen Bywell who come in and were on another level. Right? Oh, <laughs> he's a nutter, crazy, apparently, isn't he? Crazy. Wow. Another lovely kid, like really nice lad, but he's just on another level, weren't he? Do you know, we we heard a story from um, from Richard O'Donnell, and he and he said that he just he just pissed himself. It was cold at one 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 trading session, and he just pissed himself. And he went, yeah. "That's it. I'm warm now. I'm all right." <laughs> it's like that's just normal stuff. Remember, he used he used to want a bath before training every day, so. First day he's kind of come in like we're all sat there and he's walked in change room. I look around and he's like, Shall I go? Where's bath? We're gone. Didn't want. He's gone. I found kind of uh, Pete came around and gone, If I pay for a bath, I have a bath put in there. He's gone. <laughs> now, like, no, you can't. All right, so he did big thing come up that he needed to have a bath before training. So he agreed on, he could go to Hillsborough in the morning, it filled big bath up for him. Go in there and do his stretching and his yoga and whatever, come to training, which we fine for two days until we got down the third day and groundsman and put bath on for it. He would just, he went berserk, like, he went with a train and everything. So they ended up in a block of flats just behind Middlewood Road, <laughs> where they, they rent the flat in there for him so he could have a bath before. Just so he could have a bath, yeah. Honestly, he never stayed there. 
You haven't seen that. Just went in for a bath in the morning. <laughs> that is just no Yeah, it sounds like he's absolutely nuts. Um, yeah, I mean, Megson, you've already mentioned him, Giles. He, he came in as, as manager. Again, we've, we've heard some stories about, about Gary Megson. Um, obviously, you were already there when when he came in. Uh, yeah, did, yeah. did did he did he take you to top at cop and sit you down and? Uh... No, he didn't. He didn't, didn't need to take me up. Did he? I'd, I'd already been you know, But he used to take all, a lot of lads up, kind of thing. You know what? Like I really like my goals. You know, he were a raving lunatic at times outside the pitch. But Monday to Friday were great. But if he liked you, you were all right. If he didn't like you, or you he didn't think you tried hard enough. You kind of gone. He, he, he weren't really that bothered about ability and things like that. The big thing where you've got to try your hardest and, and, and not back China, that. Giles. <laughs> yeah, not. Yeah, did, like did, you play, did you play in that game, Warsaw away, when I played my he, last game? You were on the bench. Were you on the bench? Do you remember? I came in at half time and I spat my dummy out, chucked my boots in the skip, and he brought me off. I was playing right wing. I can't remember. Wal- it were uh, Warsaw away. Warsaw away. Did you not play again? I didn't play there for that. No, that was it after that. I chucked my boots and then that was it. Didn't play the game again. Yeah, we're ruled first, To be fair, though, he was a very good manager. Honestly, I'll still say it. I think he was a very good manager. He did. Listen, you might not be kind of what he does, but he got results. He was effective. Everyone knew the job standard. Exactly. Thing, you know, yeah. we were fit, you know, and he, sometimes it weren't great, but you knew what he wanted you to do. And if you didn't do it, you didn't play, basically. did you? It were, Exactly. He, he kind of changed that dynamic. He brought in a lot of lads. He brought in your Ben Marshalls and he brought Antonio in. Now everyone talks about Dave Jones. It would, everyone already got that one. Yeah. Kind of box stuff. In the evening. He brought, brought in some good lads, kind of. Who got us over that line, you know. And um, his team that got promoted, you know, everyone kind of said Dave Jones. And I know it would follow a little bit, but got stitched up to be fair mega with, with what happened at that end it shouldn't, shouldn't well he should happen. never get sat when you when was he he was second obviously I was buzzing because I was out on loan when I saw that so, <laughs> yeah I was in, the, I was in my mum and dad's living room and I was like look breaking news I was like get in there yes <laughs> I'm coming back um, yeah. but like he dragged me once remember when he dragged we used to live when he dragged me after 25 minutes away at Charlton we'd, we'd worked all week on 4 5 one. and We've conceded after about three minutes, and <laughs> Richard O'Donnell played, and I think he, he chucked one in. And you, you know, you can see it sub warming up, and you think it because we just signed Ryan Lohan. I'm thinking, I can see this already, surely not going to do it for 24 minutes. Drag me off live on Sky. I just, you know, you think, you know, do you know where, where does that rank as, as a footballer? Where does that rank in like terms of? Like the worst thing to happen, like getting getting dragged off before <laughs> half time. Twenty four minutes. Pro- I thought mine was bad, Sedgy. Mine's thirty two minutes. I think Dave Jones did it. Ipswich at home, but you, you know, twenty four minutes. Fucking unbelievable. Surely, surely getting 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 sub subs worse. <laughs> I'd say sub subs getting worse, but like yeah, it's not it's not much better, is it? Twenty four. So yeah, we're, and do you know where's bit where I got in the dressing room at half time? I must have had. 50 texts of all lads, you know, like pissing themselves, laughing, you know, because you've come off on, on stay like this. There's no sympathy, do you know? Listen, he didn't care. He wanted that team to win, so he weren't really bothered about your ego or your feelings. If he thought that was the best thing for the team, mm. do it, which gets up the side onto when you're, when you're coaching and things like that. You see it, do you know what I mean? It's 
when you're playing half the time you care about you don't you Giles it's yeah, your 100%. feelings and all football, that football is selfish like was the yeah, team it is it's selfish you and yourself, don't you it's only probably when you finish and you're looking back and you think you know what yeah you're probably right I did, I did on that you know at the time you're pissed off and to be fair to me to him he pulled me on Monday he said <laughs> he was funny to me but he's kind of pulled me on listen just uh Sorry about that. I know it weren't great, but I know well, I started going, yeah, well, I thought you could. He went, listen, then I'm sorry, that's it. <laughs> Stop me down, really. I was going to say, there'd been, uh, I didn't think there'd been any uh, talking with him. <laughs> oh, do you know what, though, mate? He, when it weren't you, it were, it, it were hilarious. You know, like if it would say he was coming for Giles or something, but it were, it were hilarious. But when it were you, it were horrible. You'd be in about an inch from your face, like in your like or sit around his mouth. All his mouth, yeah. What is this like half time or half time, full time? He once did it before game at Carlisle away. It won't work good enough, so he battered us all before we went out into warm up. Like, you know, well, that that close that you could smell brandy on his breath. Yeah, you could. He used to love that little glass of brandy. A little he, he, his favourite one was like shout on him. Whoever were closest, he'd shout and go, "Get with me, go, Sedge, five minutes." Five, you're off, and you're thinking, we're playing three minutes. I've not touched it yet. Like, you're gonna run that run then, and then it'd be like two minutes now. You're thinking, Shit. and then if you were sober, you were still like that one, didn't it? Get warm, make sure he sees you warming up. Like, you'd be warming up after about three minutes, like you know, just so the person would see you warming up. It were he, he battered Tommy's fur after one game. I think that was last game we played. Um. I think he might be in Plymouth at home or something. And he destroyed him. And he says, I've now got to go to speak to press and tell him how bad you were. And Tommy's gone, I'll tell him. And he's gone, no, you won't. You'll not go anywhere near that press. Tommy was just like a little boy sat there. You've got a story about, obviously, Megson and, and obviously current manager Darren Moore when they were at, at West Brom, aren't you? Oh, when yeah, he were. I used to go, this was when he was like, doing really well at West Brom and, and Moro, we played West Brom at Millmore and we were, from the top of the league, we were kind of middle, uh, not fighting for his life really. Um, and we were winning, doing well and, and Aaron were having a bit of a beast kind of thing and Ego was screaming at him for ages. He's going, Moro, Moro! And he's going redder and Moro! And he's just getting deaf here, uh, Darren, just... And he's screaming, and he's gone, oh, you're deaf as well as shit, are you? Yeah. Same game, they were a bit of a melee game, and the lad who played for us at home called Andy Monkhouse, he's, he's gone in on keeper, and he's jumped up, he's a bit of a melee, and Darren Moore just picked him up like that, with his neck off his feet like he was about a two-year-old sort of like, like, ooh, big yeah I mean obviously that that promotion season obviously for us as fans you know what a season it were you know you know to to go up the way that we did go up as you know second beating United you know um and everything you know I mean it must have been good to be part of that I know obviously you know the back end of the season you didn't you didn't feature much but still to be to be part of that team and everything it must have been good yeah, it would, but I think gone second season, I, I think I made about 15 appearances, like that, you know what I mean? But there, there were certain games I played in, scored a few few goals and stuff in, in that. But to, to play the part in a promotion, uh, for your team and you know, get a medal and, and be stood on 
on all steps and, and dip in dress room after dinner party. It, it's something I'll never forget. Do you know what I mean? It's it was brilliant. And any fan, you, you know, you could do without. You'd, you'd smash people's hands off. What was that party like after uh, after you got promoted then that that season? Where we had a, we had a good blast. To be fair, we went straight out after. Uh, and we went into Sheffield and stuff and then we had a, I think we were a bank holiday so we went out again on the Sunday and then we had a we at the club on the Monday where when props were sat on the same table as what's it called Richard Orley do you know Stinger? Yeah and we're, um, he, he was then sat on the same table as him and they kept ordering champagne sticking it on Benman's uh, bill didn't they Props were steaming, weren't he? Abusing everybody. We were abusing Dave Jones. <laughs> he had to ring everybody and apologise next to And then uh, we, ended up a, we went to Marbella, didn't we? Well, Marbella, yeah. I, I tagged along on that, didn't I? Acted like I'd played 40 games that season. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember me playing that along game. <laughs> Koki was sat in Ocean Club with, uh, with, with his medal around his neck. <laughs> Let me just borrow that a minute. <laughs> uh, no, to be fair, I I remember that that day, the promotion day, because <clears throat> I used to work I used to work at Viperoom, so I probably oh, yeah, that's where we ended up, weren't it? Yeah. I probably I probably served you well. I were there. I'd be it was funny because my dad's my dad's company used to have a box, and that last game we went in the box, and obviously we were drinking on his on his tab. His tab. And I think we'd gone out for one at Cricket Lads thirtieth. And then I'd come into Viper because I worked there and bumped into everyone. And I've gone up to Nile Ranger and gone, Chase for scoring today, pal. But I still think Lowe should have started instead here. <laughs> and I thought, <laughs> he's going to fucking leather me here. <laughs> and he just kind of looks at me and patted me off. And I thought, what were you like, Ranger? He was quiet, to be fair. He kind of kept himself to himself. He was quiet, wasn't he? Yeah, he didn't really. He had a kid who brought him in every day. Driver kind of thing. I think I don't think he'd banned from driving and stuff. Yeah, but, I think it was his mate, um, wasn't it? You, you'd expect him to be quite lively, but he weren't, were he? And ah. we had a few, we had a few young lads who were quite lively, didn't we? We had kind of Asmadine were lively and Marshall and, and Lines who were lively, weren't he? And nice. DJ and that. We also have Reese. Were you there with Reese McCabe? No. no you, you, you mentioned Gary Medine. We had um, Graham Kavanagh on, and he tells a good story when uh, he signed him for. Carlisle when Kavanaugh were manager and um and he and he says Gary comes to him and says uh, I can't he signs him on loan and he says something like I can't play on Tuesday he's like what do you mean so I've got this tag on and I've got a curfew I've got to be back for seven o'clock <laughs> <laughs> so they had like ten games and five of them were in midweek so he couldn't play and uh, if you and if you played away on Saturday, they had to make sure they weren't too far away so they could get back in time for, 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 for seven o'clock. I think yeah, he was saying he'd not told him, had he? No, didn't, didn't tell well, him. He got, he got his tag off. He, no. play, he, play. Was, he was a good lad, though, said you, wasn't he? He was great. Like, I like, he Obviously, just of, when, he had a, when he had a bit of too much alcohol, it was... He was just a young lad who worked easily led, you know. He You've got to do something to get... We went, you've got to do something to get banned from City Centre, aren't you, though, to be fair? <laughs> Well, we, we went out, we first signed, and he'd not been here long, and we'd gone out there with no, no game at the end of the week, so we got a few days off, so for me, we either went out, the parking had come out with us for some reason, Tommy Miller had come, and Gaz had come with us, like, we were down on his own, so he's like, coming out, so Weems was gaining these, this kind of pep talk, you know, I've been there, Gaz, you know, 
and then what it was like because he was going out a bit, guys, like and getting all these anger on his on him, and you know, he was, a few people he probably shouldn't be. Well, anger on is like what, like Giles and like. Yeah. He's just giving this pep talk early on at night. With, Listen, you've just got to get your head down. Do you know, I've been there where you are. Everyone wants to be in there, you know. You know, you're out getting pissed when you're buying them all drinks. Next minute, getting thrown out. Just keep your head down. Like, I'm calm now. Be like me, you know, just help your mates and do this. So about three hours later, I'm... Me and Gaz are stood at bar somewhere in town and he's tapping and gone, oh, good advice, weren't it? And what do you mean? Look round, weeds is getting carried out in an headlock off that. Yeah, listen to him, Sean. Right? That's good advice. Yeah, you mentioned Mike, Michael Antonio as well. He, he was just different gravy, weren't he? When he when he came, like he was just yeah. head and shoulders above and I mean you can see why he's where he is now, you know, playing at West Ham and, and banging the goals in. Were very kind of raw when he first came in. He would roll pace and power, and you know, he's kind of you can see how he's added that finesse to his game now. But he went, he went for an animal kind of when he came in. You know, I think John Oxenaboard played with him at uh, Southampton, and he, I mean, he kind of said he's, he's decent. Like when he came in. You know what? Ben Marshall was probably better than him. You know, I think Ben Marshall was brilliant. You know, ben Marshall, he was so good. So good. Ben Marshall goes down as when you talk to any Wednesday fan, and he says he's a cannon as well. By the way, absolutely. Yeah. When when you when you say like any lone player that you fell in love with, it's always Kenwin Jones and then Ben Marshall. They're they're the they're the two that get kind of banded around as as like the Kenwin you know, Jones only played about ten games. Yeah, but he scored ten goals. So <laughs> <laughs> one of the best emergency loan signings ever. <laughs> But yeah, they're 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 the, they're the ones that get get banded around. On about goals, oh, no, he was brilliant. He, he were he were good to have around training ground as well. You know, he would, he would kind of happy and you know like mm. like he'd, he'd have a bit Mego's of Mego's son, money. Yeah, Mego's son, Ben Marshall. Yeah, no, Samido, Mego's son. Oh yeah, yeah. Samido as well. Yeah, yeah. On, on about goals, obviously he scored, he scored a few for for Wednesday. You only scored one at Hillsborough, though, didn't you? Well, over here, Bristol, I think Bristol Rovers are 6-2 win, yeah. What, what were that like to, to were in front of Cop that he scored? No, it were away end, unfortunately. No, it were brilliant for you. You didn't, you didn't sprint to full end, full length of pitch like Giles then, did you, when you scored? No. From <laughs> <laughs> that? Brighton, when he, when he scored against Brighton. Oh, uh, yeah, I remember that one. And, he, and when he crossed it, you know what I mean? And it went into the back post. Hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 I was just, I was just buzzing. You know, like I can, I can remember got pinched through the, 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 in the house, kind of running off, and it's just you can see kind of elation on my face at the kind of scoring there because yeah, it's, it's something you dream about is growing up, kind of coming to all games and stuff. So when, when you're that high or silver lining as well, when you, you know, when when that you're, first game against, I think we were definitely played that first game. I think we were about twenty-eight thousand in Britain. Brilliant. Like that, brilliant. And, that, that starts, it really were. Like, people talk about it, but it were literally, as a working egg stand up, and like, wow, let's, let's have a bit of this. Which I bet, I bet you were like tell, telling some other players, like like you, Giles, that you know, what, what you know, wait, wait for IO Silver Lining, because obviously you will have known that being a being a fan and what have you, but some of those players that have not, not played there before, they'll never never witness that, would they? What did they play at? What did they play at Motherwell? <laughs> 
come by or something like that, I think. Uh, <laughs> no, honestly, that. Well, she. I've said before, when I that was the first club where yeah, I actually felt like a professional footballer. Like, on another level, even kind of from Preston, like Preston did things right, you know, like with front of games stuff like that. But it were it was just it was different level, like, wasn't it? Like an, like an institution, you like ground, you know, everything we've done right. My mates used to love it because players lounge were free bar when uh, that first year. So my mate used to just like, can you get some tickets for players? I didn't have it. So I'd sit downstairs and watch it on the, on the TV. <laughs> <Sorry. screen. laughs> but yeah, we, we, we would start that first. We, we were flying that first probably 10 years. You think we, we, are, we are going to piss this league. And then yeah, we, were we all started dramatically, didn't we? Yeah, it went... Uh... Went a bit wrong, but obviously, you know, we got to, got promoted in in the end. Uh, what, what were pre seasons like at uh, at Wednesday? Then uh, Megsons were a bit. I don't well, know. Tough, tough. Football, tough. Did you did you go anywhere oh, with Megson? Austria we went with uh, we went Austria with Alan and Austria with Mego, didn't we? And mm. both, no, tough. both tough, both tough. Just a nicer hotel where that we stayed in. in uh, we may go in Austria up that mountain. He, uh, he liked his nice hotels, did Yeah. As it were. We're, uh, <laughs> we're like a, a decent, a funny story about that. We've, uh, we, we've sort of kind of gone for a little walk around. We've, we've just got there and brought a little look around the hotel. There were like a sauna outside and um, like a punch pool. But we've gone out, we've gone to have a look in and there's a sign on door site, like a pair of swim shorts and a guinea we crossed through it saying like no, no swimwear I've gone a cloth off and you like so we've opened the door to have a little look in like about three birds in there like no home and looked up sat on the back back row on his own John Ottsemmerboe fully clothed off <laughs> <and started like, laughs> like what are you doing in here oh, just, just having there just sweating it out kind of thing did you join him no, not at that point. We got in a bit later. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, when, when your time came to an end at, at Wednesday, like, did you know that you were getting released, or did you just kind of tell you yeah, out of the death? Like, yeah, I, I, I not played that. Like, and it was funny because when when Mego were there, kind of thing, I had a few chances to go out on loan, and he kind of gone to see him, and he, he was like, "No, I, I want to keep you. I know if I need to play, I can play. You, you know." You, a group kind of thing I like having your own place he kind of said well Abraham you'll be a kind of thing which although I weren't playing and it was tough sometimes we're still great to be around group so I've not really kind of started looking and then if Jones come in and it weren't for me really no T- Terry did everything did he bring you did he play you Dave okay with Dave Jones play you much or when he when he came in, no, because I was on loan when Dave Jones came. On he kind of yeah. but Terry did every Terry Burton were brilliant. He did everything, you know. He kind of said what subs were making, like what, and he kind of did a lot. And I think that's when he went a bit tits of when Terry left to go to Terry. Left, we went Arsenal, didn't he? Went to Arsenal, and uh, Terry were brilliant, but Dave, it didn't really it didn't really come it didn't bomb greatly, lads. You know what I mean? They didn't really know you. We're awkward around that's kind of I'm going to say, if he's, if he's not doing a lot, coaching and training-wise, surely you think he should be good at man management and that's didn't even come out. Sometimes he'd be training, he didn't even come out. He'd just come out halfway through the session with his flip-flops on and kind of have a little walk around and, and then... With a cup of tea. 
What, Especially what, with the bathroom scene. He's, he's here with his Merrells on again. He used to have them, you know, them Merrells, like flip flops. He's here with his Merrells on. Obviously, in your career, you've played under you know different managers. Some you know def- defined as managers, like you said, like Ronnie Moore and what have you. Some yeah. as coaches. What what would you what do you prefer? Do you prefer a manager or do you prefer a coach? <laughs> It's probably changed now where he's got to be able to do everything. You know, I think them days of just being a manager have gone. And I don't think many want to do that now. You look at all like my coaches and stuff now. What does Ace do? Does he, does he coach a lot or does he? No, to be fair, Doigie takes most of it. A lot. I know, like, at Barry, whenever they were Dave Flickcroft, used to take a lot of sessions. And I think a lot want to do, but especially gets towards the back end of the week. I just didn't really see what, what he did there. And, and I'm, I'm not just saying that because I didn't play under I didn't play under Mego, but I, I liked Mego, you know, and, and I, you could see what they were doing. But I just, yeah, I, I just didn't really, I, I, don't, I don't think many lads took to him either at the same time or really put into it when once Terry had gone. But what would you what would you prefer, though, if you had to pick? Would you prefer to play under a manager or a coach? I, I, I liked kind of Alan and, and Billy Davis, who kind of were very hands-on and you, you knew what they wanted, like... Mego took a lot of training. Tomo took as it got towards back end of week. Mego would, would kind of take training, and, and you knew where you were. You know, everyone kind of knew in certain terms what what he wanted. I think makes it makes makes energy running around uh, Dan Flastony and and what have you up in uh, in woods and what it's have you. Tuesday, yeah, <laughs> Tuesday, you didn't you didn't touch a ball. You got on a minibus up to Granite Woods and did a forty five minute. Um, Kind of cross country run, and then that were it. Oscars, you know, that's what he used to do with Andrew Wilkinson. Were um, Jermaine, John, Jermaine Johnson hated it. He went, he went miles behind everybody. Like he just, he, he hated it. Today. He'd basically he just, be walking, wouldn't he? Yeah, he were like, he just wear these. You can imagine him running through Granite Woods cross country, like, and he's like all these big elves and stuff. It's like, nah. What did you think first time he took you there? Like, did he tell you what we were doing, or did you just like right getting bus lads were off and you like didn't know where you were going? Or? It was a pre-season we kind of did it, and then never kind of you think you're just doing it for pre-season. It never kind of stopped. It just kind of <laughs> week, right? Come on, we're back on. But all right, you you were home for dinner time every Tuesday. It was brilliant. Then you were off on a Wednesday. So. Yeah, obviously, he we... used to look forward. He'd throw it in like we're playing somebody, but these lads aren't running through Greenwich Woods on a Tuesday. They can't do that. You can run up at top for him and. Listen, there are methods to it, and it works. Yeah, we we makes it obviously. You know, again, Wednesday art and what have you. Obviously, his passion showed through. Do, do you think that think that helps managers when they've when they've got that sort of passion, or do you think it works against them sometimes? I don't. I, listen, you can have all passion in the world, but if you if you crap at what you do, you don't, you don't make any. I mean, you look at Mickey Adams who went in at Sheffield United. He were a Sheffield United fan, and he and he fell quite on his face there. You know, I think in, unless players buy into it, you know, we. Mego did. He got a lot of fans on side early doors, which helped and they were winning games, which sometimes it's hard sometimes because you know people say, Oh, we're not playing this kind of football and this kind of football, we should be doing this. But when you're winning games, people walk out, they're not really thinking. It's only when you start losing a few or results aren't going great. That's when the style of football starts becoming a big thing, you know, we're not doing this and that. But Mego won a lot of games in charge, so no one really talks about and what we're doing because every week we're kind of going on mapping. Yeah, I mean, obviously, when you when you left Wednesday, like you, you know, at that point, how, how old were you? 30, 32, were you? 32, 33, yeah. Did you obviously? I'm guessing you, you know you wanted to 
continue playing football. You went to you went to Scunthorpe, didn't you, with with, with Brian Laws? Uh, there... Like I said, because I left it late because I, I didn't know what was happening. Obviously, I, I think if I would have been there, I'd probably staying as a squad player, probably been around lads and things like that. So I've not really. And then I had a couple of offers early on that were crap, and I turned them down. And then we're kind of scratching about a little bit trying to get a club. And I think being at Wednesday on decent money that people off and you know then your age you're 33 I ended up kind of just scrapping about for a bit in that season and, and like I said I left it too late yeah did, did you I'm guessing you, you you wanted to carry your career on with no thoughts of kind of thinking you know what just I've had enough or you, you still no, felt like you were yeah I still felt like I could kind of have something to offer and, and, and I wanted to get to 85 you know and, and see where, where I were at so I just it was a bit of a nothing season for me that one, and then I ended up going into Berry season after, and having a couple of good years at Berry. You know, we got promoted and we had a good set of lads, and ended up kind of like saying we went on to coaching stuff. Good. Uh, we we always um, ask some like questions at the end, like you know. Uh, so as the first one that we always like to start off with, what we, what were your first car that you bought when you turned pro? We like you, you know. The car I got was a Rover two one four. Flash. That that were back what in. Color? What color? I was going to say what color. Night fire red. <laughs> <laughs> what what were everyone else kind of? Well, that was obviously your, day, your time at time at Rotherham. What what were everyone else kind of? Yeah. What were everyone else you driving at the time? Mark Robbins had an horrendous mint green X five. Interior and manual. Large used to carry for it. One X five had just come out. He probably paid about fifty grand for this car. He must have got the worst one that they had. <laughs> Giles, what, what what did you have when you first uh, were your first paycheck? My first car was an Audi A two. He got a mountain bike. <laughs> <laughs> Audi A two. That Audi must that an A two. That is like the worst Audi that you can actually have. And I've still got it. Have in you? The garage. God, that's yeah. like a, still got it in the garage, mate. That's like a collector's like item. And my tenant, my tenant keeps saying, any chance of taking this fucking car out of the garage? <laughs> <laughs> that's not like a, an MG or a Porsche something, mate. That's not going to go up in value. <laughs> <laughs> that ate it, what, with the, hor- that, the horrible, like, Bubble. that horrible shape. Looks like it. And I had it, I had it in a similar colour to uh, Mark Robbins, green. Oh. Green, a greeny blue colour. Yeah, I like electric windows. <laughs> Blacked out windows, didn't I? Oh, oh yeah, pimped it. <laughs> yeah, um, who's best player that you've uh, that you've played with then, Chris? Best player I've played with. You can't say Giles. Well, I won't be saying him. Don't worry about that. <laughs> um... To be well, fair, he didn't, he didn't play well. much, did he? So you can't. <laughs> That Wednesday or through throughout my just career. Your, just for in your career? I would probably say the best one with David Nugent. In yeah, Preston. Yeah, he were unbelievable when he kind of come through. The best yeah. pro I played with, with Graham Alexander um, in terms of what he did and how he kind of conducted himself. But the actual best player would probably be David Nugent. What, just in terms of his, like, what, his finishing ability or? Just everything, his speed, his movement, his goals. He... He scored a lot of goals at championship level, and he should have. If he could have picked his move right when he got his move, he went to Portsmouth, which is a great move for him. It's a better move. He could have, could have gone on and been. He went to Leicester as well, didn't he? 
Yeah. He did well at Leicester. You know, he's had a really good career, do you know. Yeah. And he sent for like 90 grand. Or so. You could see when he first came in day one, he was, he was special. Mm. Uh, yeah, who's best play, played against? Against? Probably Steven Gerrard. Fullback wise, when we're playing around, I would probably say um, Enrique, who were at Newcastle. Uh, and then like Stevie G when we played, played Liverpool in Cup a few times he was on another level. And played Chelsea, like they are them lads are on a different but they see things in slow motion, you know, they are unbelievable. Is, is that what we, it's we yeah. Is that what it's like when you see him? You're just like, not, not in awe, but a little bit like, wow. Like. Just, they must, the way they kind of, the top boys are, that's why they get paid all that money. They are on another level. Do you know, they're unbelievable. What, what's your uh, your best goal that you've scored then in your career? Best goal? Uh, I didn't score many. Should, a, be, should be quite easy then, shouldn't it? I scored a volley <laughs> for Preston, uh, top corner. Um, FA Cup one, one. Did you always, did you always fancy yourself in like in training? No, for for you know, you know outside scored, the box. I should have scored more goals than I did. Uh, so I, I went bad at finishing it, but I always tend to, I used to enjoy setting goals up. You know, at the same time, so I used to take as much from setting one up and just scoring. Now, uh, it, obviously, I know you're obviously not in football now, but if you when you were younger, if you weren't a footballer, then then what would you what would you probably ended up doing? If I, if I left school and gone straight into somatic, I'd gone into a trade at that point, electrician or something like that. And then the other question, which up to yet, not many people have uh, have said yet to this, but seeing as though you're from Sheffield and and what have you, I'm sure you're going to say that you that you have. Um, have you ever had a berry's pork sandwich? Oh, I have one weekly. <laughs> Every thank god for that <laughs> Mate, we, we, we asked that question obviously some some players that have you know have only been here for a short period of time or some some players from you know different countries and what have you and they think we're talking a different language when we ask that question but uh, <laughs> yeah, but they just go up on an extra road it's dangerous every time it's match day tradition for me you know uh, berries pork sandwich jumbo go on then what what do you have a oh, lot on apple sauce oh, and everything lot, yeah. Involved a lot, yes. Oh, apples. I don't. I don't have the apple sauce. Oh, mate, you've got to have everything. If, you, if you're not having everything, you might as well have one. <laughs> do, do, do you have a, a pork sandwich, Giles, every now and again? No. Well, he's on his fish. He's on <laughs> his salmon, salmon and rice. And... Remember, remember when 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 you uh, when you were talking to me on my I think on my first podcast, I was saying you asked me the same question. I said no. I said what is that? But since then. My missus has actually got me one, and they're nice. But I wouldn't have the apples. I didn't have the apple uh, sauce. Apples, yet. no. You've got to have it dipped. Heart attack. You've got to have that. Is there anything else, Giles, Liam, you want to know? Well, we normally go, but I think we've kind of covered it. But if we, so I normally go top three, if you're going on a night out, top three and watch your route if you're on a night out in Sheffield. Top, top three best value when you were at Wednesday. <laughs> Nicky Weaver definitely is in there. Um, Partner in crime, yeah? Yeah, Weaver definitely in there. Tommy Miller with good value. Tommy, Tom, Tommy One Touch Tommy One Touch Miller. <laughs> Tommy One Touch Miller. Uh, and last one, what I've got in there? Tommy. Tommy Rue, good lad. I liked Sammy on the night. He was funny. Uh, I'll probably go Sammy. Mel's, Mel's were all right, but Mel's, he didn't used to come out much. He was always good. 
quite, it was quiet sometimes, Mel's, wasn't he? Yeah, you weren't allowed that. You had to go back and change nappies. And change nappies, yeah. Liam always yeah. Uh, refers to Mel's as like a, a proper footballer with his uh, black boots, shirt tucked in, and what have oh, you. Yes. Shorts, shorts pulled up. He's a great lad, Mel's. Proper he's footballer. Top, top, he's an absolute nerd. Do you know what <laughs> I mean? He loves like. With the Sky Sports and that night, he loves all that stats and you know everything. He used to do that when he were playing like that, so he just carried on. Like that. We've 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 had him on, and I, you're right. What you're saying, I've literally, I've never seen someone with a better memory than him. You'd literally said to oh. him. MK, MK Don's away and he's like, yep, scored at trick, uh, 37th minute, Edda, um, so, so-and-so's crossed it in, I've, I've hit it with, in, with instep on my left foot. And it's he like... remembers everything. Follow him on Instagram. Yeah. He keeps putting stuff on, he starts doing this little run when he comes on there. On, where's uh, Mel's? On like, uh, yeah, where's Mel's? I'm, I, I, tell you, I said, listen, stop doing that stupid thing. You're better than that. Stop doing it. <laughs> Have you, you know, never... As Mel's and he's having going to versus. He's brilliant. He's really good at it. And I'm really, really pleased he's kind of he is he's a great lad. I'm, I'm gonna put you on his 40th end of May. Um if, I think Chris Kirkland's going on and a few other boys. So. Is that a big bit of golfing that is it? Golfing, yeah. yeah I don't it'll be very tame with, with Mel's kind of thing. But yeah, he's uh, to catch up with If fancy yourself as a bit of a golfer then now? Um I'm, I'm pretty I'll see me play. I'm terrible. I've only been playing about three years. I never used to play when I played. Like all that spare time, I didn't. I didn't bother. But yeah, I'm, I'm not great. I'm better than him, but I'm still not great. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, we 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 yet to go on the golf course with Giles, but uh, Have you not seen. I'm not it? bad. Hey, I'm not bad. I'm not. I'm not terrible. You still remember it? Remember it's too close. Yeah, 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 yeah. Are we gonna I'm have a game soon or what? Are you gonna chicken out again? Yeah. I'm not- I'm not driving all the way out there. I'll play up at Hillsborough, that one that's around the corner from your house. But I'm not, <laughs> not going all the way out there. It's all right, because if I come, I'll definitely be worse there, so it's fine. Are you, do, do you always play? I, I, I used to play. Um, played off uh, off 12 when uh, oh, when I used to play. Yeah, you can't so, be yeah. playing me and Sedgy. Fucking hell. Well, I, me, I and Lee, me, and, me and Liam will take me and Liam will take you on. Yeah, I'll be- get a game, so I'll get it on. <laughs> I only started playing last year, so properly. Uh, you'll, you'll probably be a similar standard to me and Corky then. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, Say cr- properly. <laughs> Chris, we're gonna uh, gonna wrap it up there, mate. Uh, thanks for uh, thanks for agreeing to come on. Really do uh, no really do appreciate it. And uh, and yeah, if you've if people listening, if you have enjoyed it, then uh, then make sure you leave us a rating or a review. We do uh, do really appreciate it. Thank you. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.